Hello, fellow worshipers, and welcome to another episode of the Worshippers Heart Podcast. I am Carol Davis, and I am delighted that you have decided to spend this time with us, learning more about worship, how worship is valuable to our lives, what it means to bring worship unto God, and the importance of having a worshipper's heart. So I invite you to sit back and relax. If this is your first time with us, welcome. If you are a returning guest, we thank you for being a part. Let's just focus in on the goodness of God and learn to celebrate him simply because he is God for his sovereign ways, for his omnipotent grace, for the goodness and the kindness that he extends to us daily, for keeping and covering us from danger seen and unseen, for being with us and guarding us. And we ask you, God, as we always do, to open up our ears so that we may hear what it is that you have for us. Open up our eyes that we may see that we are making disciples who look like you, God, and let us be salt and light in everything that we do. So let's just enjoy this time together as we explore more about God and worship and spending time examining ourselves to see if we're really bringing a worshiper's heart unto God. Okay, fellow worshipers, for this episode, we're talking about blessing the people of God. And as worshipers, we're people of God. And in our role as worship leaders or leadership, we have to remember that the people that God has sent to us are his people. They're not our people. And when we recognize them as God's people, our view and perspective of how we interact and spend time with them and speak to them changes. So we want to talk about the importance of speaking and blessing the people of God. And when we speak life to people, we are speaking positivity, hope, and love into their lives. We have to remember, as proclaimed in Proverbs 18.21, that the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love will eat its fruits. That's what we have to remember, that we have the power to speak into people's lives and situations be changed. We have the power to speak into people's lives, either life, things that are going to nourish them, going to cause growth, going to inspire, going to motivate, or we're going to speak death, things that will kill and destroy And because we're dealing with God's people, we should be speaking life. So immediately, the first thing that comes to mind, if you remember, and I may be aging myself, when I was small, there was a saying that was often shared, and it was, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, that's not true. Words do hurt. And we possess the power to speak words that will give life to people. We have to remember to speak life and not curses over people. We have to remember that the things that we say, once we release it into the air, we cannot take it back. We can apologize profusely, but it doesn't change the hurt. It doesn't change the damage that has been done. I shared with my grandson one day we were out walking and he stepped on my toe and didn't do it on purpose. 
but he didn't apologize. And he was like, I didn't mean to do it. And I said, well, you still should apologize. Even though you didn't mean to do it, there was hurt that was caused by your action. And you have to apologize for that. So that's where we have to be mindful that the things that we say into people's lives can damage them. The things that we speak into people's lives can damage them. So we have to be mindful as leaders, as worshipers, as worship leaders, that we have to be speaking life into people. We have to be speaking blessing into people and not curse. We want to talk about Proverbs 15. One, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but hard words stir up anger. Proverbs 15.4, gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. We have to remember these things. Proverbs 18.4, a person's words can be life-giving water. Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as a bubbling brook. We have to learn not to speak out of our hurt, out of our pain, out of our place of discomfort. When we're speaking to God's people, we have to remember that we want to be treated a certain way. So we have to be mindful of treating God's people the way we desire to be treated. There are some things that were spoken into my life. It took me a long time to recover. And even in my recovery, I still played those things back if something triggered that thought. So we have to be mindful that when we speak things, we don't want to speak things that damage people's spirit, that cause them to turn away from God, that cause them to turn away from the church, that cause them to turn away from the things that are good. And we want to be speaking blessing over people's lives. People will and can attempt to hold you hostage through your words, your behaviors, and even your past. But as told in John 8, 36, if the son has set you free, you are free indeed. Don't allow people to hold you hostage to things you have gone back and made right. Blessings, not curses. So I encourage and motivate us to speak life, not just to God's people, but to ourselves. And when we do that, we're giving ourselves power and authority and, and dominion to take control over situations. We have to learn to be positive in our interactions. We have to learn to think before we speak and not just speak. And when we speak, we want to be speaking things of God. We want to be speaking things that will encourage people. We want to speak things that will build people up, that will edify the kingdom. And not things that come from our heart that will be bitter, that will do damage, that will destroy, that will curse. It's important to have a father figure in your life because just as we have an earthly father who protects, speaks life and give guidance, wisdom, discipline. That's what God wants us to also have through him. He protects us speaks life to us through the scripture, gives guidance, wisdom, discipline to us through the scriptures. Those are things that we can hold on to that will enable us to have a positive outlook on life, to make us recognize and be able to speak into our lives that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. 
When we're taught that God loves us unconditionally, that we're his child, we can stand on the solid foundation as we seek to understand him more, to know that he desires the best things for us. So don't allow things that people have spoken over your lives to embed your spirit. Don't allow those things to dwell inside you and hold you hostage. Don't allow those things to make you bitter and angry at other people because people have spoke things over your lives that are not God ordained. We have to find our identity and our place in God to know that God wants the best for us as our father and not hold a grudge and hold people hostage for things that they may have done to us that was ill. Simply because God doesn't hold us hostage to the things that we do to people that are ill. So we have to learn to speak blessings and not curses, speak things that are positive and not negative, to speak things that will build up and not tear down, speak blessings over the people of God. They're his people. People don't know how the things that we say can destroy them, how things that we say shape our minds and our thoughts. We have to be people who speak life, who encourage, who have positive words. As said to us in 2 Corinthians 6, 3, we put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. We can't speak anything to each other and then expect blessings in return. We have to be people who produce good fruit with our words, our thoughts, and things concerning our minds and our hearts. We should strive to live and be the people who are mindful of others' feelings and the impact we have on them as our brothers and sisters in Christ. So we want to look at some scriptures that will encourage us to do some of these things. So if need be, get out a pen and a piece of paper, jot down the address so that you can go back and reference the scripture so that we can be mindful when we're in a hard place or when we're having a rough day to not impede how we feel on other people's lives. So here are the scriptures, Philippians 4, 8. This is one that I use for myself to encourage me. This is one that I use to help me realign myself when I seem to be going um, out of order or when seeing things seem to be chaotic. I bring myself and center myself back in with this scripture. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. When we focus on the things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, that cancels out all the negativity. That cancels out all the things that may be spoken over our lives as children. That cancels out all the things that people said that we were, that we weren't. That cancels out things that people try to put on us that we shouldn't take on. So again, this is the scripture that I use to recenter myself, to bring myself back in, to make myself refocus. I'm going to read it to us again. Finally. Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, 
whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Proverbs 16, 24. Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Gracious words. Words that encourage, words that bless, words that are sweet, words that heal. Those are the things we should be speaking over God's people and over ourselves. We have to learn to encourage ourselves and speak words of encouragement and not fall into the the routine of hanging out with people or being a part of the crowd that's criticizing or doing wrong or speaking negative and then casting blame that it wasn't me. You know, as as my grandmother would say, the birds of a feather flock together. I don't want to flock with the crowd who is out of order. So I want to be the one that does the Proverbs 16, 24. Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. And then we look at James 3, 10. Out of the same mouth came praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. How can we praise and curse at the same time? How can one mouth proclaim praise unto a God who is sovereign and then the same mouth curse? My brothers and sisters, this should not be. We can't proclaim kingdom and speak blessing and curses. We can't proclaim kingdom and not give words that are sweet. We can't proclaim kingdom and not be about excellent and praiseworthy. I promise you, when we learn to speak the things that God has ordained for us to say to ourselves and bless other people with those same words, situation changes, not just for them, but also for you. Things begin to happen that you didn't even know would happen for you because you learned to speak the things of God over people's lives. And not just that, but call things into order when people are out of order. Don't sit back and allow people to criticize other people. And then as kingdom people, we don't call it into place. We don't help correct the wrong. We sit back and say, well, I heard it, but I didn't do anything about it. Or it wasn't me. Or I was there, but I didn't really know. We have to be the peculiar and chosen people that we are called to be. And because of that, we have to do the things that are uncomfortable to us sometimes. But then... If we do it often enough, it becomes a level of comfort. It becomes our norm. So as we close, I want us to remember that we have to be people who speak blessing, who speak life, who encourage, who build up, who edify, who changes the atmosphere when we walk in with our words. Remember, we are making disciples who look like Christ and not like us. So in closing, remember that we can't speak praise and curse 
out of the same mouth, that that should not be. And we have to check ourselves. We have to find ourselves in order. We have to find our peace in God to know that we speak blessing over his people and in return, blessing come back to us. So let us pray. Holy and faithful God, we ask you to open our ears to hear your word. And we ask that our lips will proclaim your truth. To open our eyes to see the cross and the revelation of your love. Through Jesus Christ the crucified, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, be honored and praised. May we find at the cross a sure ground for faith a firm support for hope and the assurance of sins forgiven and may the blessings of God be with us give us new vision on life enlighten our understanding inflame our our afflictions and enable us to see the walk and the way to the cross and may the love of God the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit surround us as we seek to discern that love. May we be obedient. May we guide, encourage. May we lift up, edify. And God, as we walk, let us walk with you. As we serve, let our hands reach out to serve others who are wounded. Let our love be an example and a reflection of you. So open our hearts to love. And may we see the face of Christ in everyone we meet. And may everyone, when they see us, see you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And I want to take this time to thank my sponsors, Abigail Adoye, Chantal Hess-Taylor, Athena Shack, and Dr. John and Martha Johnson for supporting the Worshippers Heart podcast and ministry. If you desire to support and be a part, you can click on a link that says support here as you listen to this podcast, or you can reach out to me personally at worshippersheart67 at AOL.com and I'll get back to you or you can follow us on our Facebook page at Worshippers Heart and we will respond to you how to be a sponsor for this podcast as we continue to bless others as we continue to be a blessing to others as we continue to speak life and as we continue to have a Worshippers Heart.